Hey guys, welcome for that. Welcome back to the Prehistoric Life Podcast. Sorry for that delay. I don't know what that was about. Today we're diving in with Brontomirius. Brontomirius. The dinosaur with kicks. So as you can see, it kind of looks like a Camarasaurus. Ooh, didn't mean to do that. It's got that uh, hole on its head. So it's a more brachiosaurid than a potosaurid. It's got the long sauropod neck. It's got the long sauropod tail. This dinosaur was mostly known for its kicks. It had very thick thighs. Hence the name Brontomerius. And it had the big old belly of a sauropod. So, we're actually going to get into those legs today. So this guy was about 19.7 feet tall. It weighed about 13,000 pounds or about, what would that be? It's 4,000, so the eight. B12, B. What, what would that be? That would be about three tons in uh, a couple thousand pounds. Give or take. It was about 46 feet long. His diet was leaves, roots, ferns, berries, bushes, plants. Bushes, baked beans. Just kidding. Its fossils were found on Utah in cedar in the Cedar Mountain Formation. It is a large herbivore slash a sauropod. It le- lived in herds of 7 to 12. It lived in plains, grasslands, forests, forest plains, rainforests. Swamps along riverbanks. It used this whip-like tail for defense, and its and its kicks. This dinosaur, this sauropod, as you could see in this picture, actually kicked predators. It's named. It was named by Michael P. Taylor, Michelle P. No, it's Michael. I just spelled his name wrong because I'm a ding-dong. Michael P. Taylor, Matthew J. Weld, and Richard L. Kefili in 2011. Its name means Thunder Thighs. Bratomiris has been given its name for good reason. It had possibly the largest thigh muscles thigh muscles of all the known sauropods. This has been established from the proportionality leg ilium that also uh, projects forward. The ilium is where the thigh muscle attaches uh, thigh muscles attach and its enlargement not only suggests enlarged muscles but a degree of Strong forward motion, possibly even be, being able to deliver a kick. So this dinosaur would walk on all fours, and a predator would run up and try to bite at it, and it would kick the predator really, really, really hard. And basically break the predator open, break the predator's face. <laughs> One theory, and easily the most popular since its description, 
was published is that these powerful legs were used to fight back against predators like I thought I said Dinocreus, but that's not right. Dinonychus. That would have been common during the time in that location. Such a kick might have also been used to in dominance contests where two males might uh, stand side to side and kick each other until one concedes defeat for mating rights over the herd. A second is that it was an evolutionary adaptation for walking up and down slopes in hilly environments. As Brontomerus went up steep inclines, it would inadvertently have to go down them. And a thigh that provided strong support either way would give it a significant advantage over its other sauropod relatives. So, my personal one is that the uh, kicking one, which it could be both. It could actually genuinely be both. But, sorry, I have the sniffles day. Uh... So, like I said, a predator would come and attack this guy, and it would kick the predator away, and basically knock the predator away, and damage the predator. And, of course, you have slopes, so you have, like, an incline, and Brontomerius would have to... Here, I'll use this as a exemplar. It would have to walk up the incline, so inadvertently, that would also mean eventually it would probably have to go back down, and the strong thighs would let it support itself easier to go up and down those inclines. The ilium also has attached for abductor muscles, which allow a leg to draw away from the body. These muscles were, these muscles uh, may have allowed Bratimirius to steady itself as it reared up on its legs to reach up and reach up and feed on higher vegetation in tree canopy. All of the above theories are good and more than one could be correct. Although given the specialization in the hip of Brontomerius, which does not appear in other sauropods. Okay it could be more likely that it developed to deal with environmental factors of the location and any other secondary usage a result of its specialization. So it could have just been that it lived on a mountain and it had to go up and down mountains. And so the dinosaur specialized. So, of course, there's a thing of the idea of specialization. So... It picks one attribute and then goes right for it. So, here, hang on. One of the most famous examples of specialization is the Smilodon, or the saber-toothed tiger. The big fang kitty cat, if you will. So, these are Smilodon fangs. Thank you, Fossil Crates, for existing and getting these and making these so I could buy them and show them off. Uh, shout out to Fossil Crates. Please go check out their content. Um, 
they are amazing people, and I loved interviewing with Dr. BC. Uh, I'm trying to set up another interview with him, but you did not hear that from me. That is just a sneak peek into future episodes, and I have about seven more interviews lined up. So we're going to have a good interview month one day. So the best example of specialization, we're not the best example, but a really good and popular example of specialization is the Smilodon. So the way Smilodon worked is that its fangs were made for puncturing the jugular, which is your neck, your throat, your breathing hole in your face. So it would puncture it and then basically solely suffocate bigger creatures with thick necks like oxen and oxes and bison and things like that. But prey evolved to be smaller and lighter and run away from the Smilodon. So therefore, the Smilodon didn't really last that long. Well, in the grand schemes of things, it lasted for a while. So... Unfortunately, the dig team at the discover that discovered and named Brontomeris were not the first to the dig site. And not only were many specimens removed, others uh, lay around broken. Only partial remains of two individuals have been recovered, and between them, the legs are still unknown. Without further fossil finds, the exact function of the powerful thigh muscle of Brontomeris can only remain a theory. Which always sucks whenever you have partial remains of a dinosaur. I hate it. I hate to see it because then you don't get the full study. Like, of course, there are very few dinosaurs that we have full skeletons of. I don't really think we have full skeletons of many dinosaurs at all. Which sucks. Because then you don't get the full study of the dinosaur. You don't get to see every aspect of its body. So it's always disappointing to see that. But Brontomeris with its big old thick thunder thighs could very well have been used for kicking or walking up and down steep slopes. And it could have just very well have been a specialized dinosaur. Which probably wouldn't be the most uncommon thing. Even the kill claw of a velociraptor. You know what? Let's not talk about velociraptor. We have Dinonychus. It was referenced in this. Dinonychus was talked about as being a predator of Brontomeris. So even the kill call of claw of Dinonychus was <coughs> a specialization. It was meant so that it could retract, it could jab, it could slice, it could puncture and like hold prey down. Dinosaurs, people, things are specialized. The body changes to its environment. Which is why whenever you see strongmen, like the super strongmen in the strongman competition, they're not cut and lean. They don't have like a six-pack. They're round. But they can also deadlift like a 1,000 pounds. So it works. 
which is why a sprinter is so light, why a sprinter isn't 300 pounds and is maybe only 100, is so that they're quicker. It's only specialization. Even humans are a specialized species. We specialized our intelligence over our brute strength and other factors. Like, that's why gorillas and apes and monkeys and our close relatives are stronger than us or tend to be more feral or stronger than us is because we evolved with intelligence while they evolved. Well, they didn't really evolve as far. But this very well have, could have just been a specialized dinosaur, and that's why its hips were like that. I also couldn't find anything on the sound of Brontomerus, but I did talk about the uh, prehistoric wildlife. I did just read the entire thing about Brontomerus. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, Brontomerus, honestly, is... I'm disappointed that it's only two, like, semi partial remains that we have of it but as so of many dinosaurs we have many dinosaurs like that and i just hate seeing things like that where they can't really they, like the fossils are removed and just tossed away or discarded instead of brought in and studied or even sent to a collector like me i'm totally taking a brontomeris skull if anyone has one lying around and wants to donate it i'll take it for free I'll give you 20 bucks, even though it's probably worth more than that. Um, <clears throat> ah, you didn't hear that. Uh, but, hey, it's how it's how things happen. It's always disappointing, but things like that will happen. And there's really nothing you can do about it. So, All we can do is with the uh, remains that we do have, we study them to the best of our ability. We try to figure out as much as possible, and whenever new uh, remains are brought in, we study those too. So, that's all you can ask for. But... That was Brontomerus. I honestly think I love sauropods. Sauropods are probably one of my favorite dinosaur groups. Therizinosaurus has surprisingly gotten up there as one of my favorites. I don't know how and I don't really know why, but it has gotten up there along with Crylophosaurus and Ceratosaurus. Crylophosaurus has really gotten up there. and it, I don't really know why, but it has. But my favorite of all time is still Allosaurus. But those are fair mentions. So remember, <coughs> follow on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I guess YouTube updated. Looks a little different. Uh, YouTube updated. So go subscribe to the YouTube. Um, oop, hang on. Go check out the website too. I try to update that pretty periodically. Um, this is the last thing. Oh, yes. And go check out the Instagram for additional content and basically updates and 
basically what dinosaurs are going to be coming out this week. That's what I. That's where I try to post and show that. So go check those out. Of course, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all those places. This has been the Brontemiris episode. I hope you all enjoy listening. Um, sorry for the sniffles. On sinuses are backed up, but what can you? So this has been Prehistoric Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Crawford. I will see you all next time with the dinosaur with an elaborate name. I'll go ahead and show the name off. Brachycephalopin. If I can't find anything on what it sounded like, we're going to listen to something on how to pronounce that properly. I'm just saying that now. Um, But (coughs) signing off, remember, keep it prehistoric. Goodbye. Thank you.